Hello and welcome to the Everyone's a Football Critic podcast with me, Zach Palmer, and as always, my host, Cal Distin. Cal, how you doing? I'm not bad, thanks, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had a pretty decent day. Bit excited to record this. Uh, this. This is the highlight of our, our week now for the next, <laughs> for the next month. We are, we are very excited about it, aren't we? Um, so... So yeah, obviously the main point of today's episode is that we're going to be talking about the squads, um, but we thought that it might be a nice idea to first just have a little chat about the friendly last night, which Cal was absolutely eviscerated for. So what do you remember from the game? <laughs> um, I remember it... I feel like this could be a common theme throughout the tournament of me just sort of trying to recollect whatever's happened in the match before. I remember Saka scoring... Um, and yeah it wasn't it wasn't a terrible game it was it was i thought the squad selection was strange mm. um cuz cuz it's a friendly what a week and a half before a tournament mm. and he's played a squad full of players who aren't going um mm. i didn't really feel the need to start lingard um did watkins come on uh yeah so, yeah he, so yeah. I like, and there was there was a couple of others. That he brought on. He might have brought. He brought on Godfrey and White, didn't he? Yeah. I was just. It was almost just a like. You're in the squad. We'll give you your England debut, which I get wanting to do that in friendlies. You kind of want to. You want to blood your players. You want to give them a bit of experience. But but realistically, that's friendlies in the middle of the year, not friendlies mm-hmm. a week and a half before your tournament. You want to get the players who are going to be playing together, like fit and with that bit of chemistry. Because I read, we've only got sort of the. 26 only 15 have been to a major tournament before um i don't know how many of them have played in the same team before i don't know what the stats are on that but like you'd think it's it's obviously an international tournament you don't quite have a a strongest you have a strongest 11 but you don't play that every game because you have to rotate but you'd at least think i don't know i expected the majority of the squad to be a bit more like look a bit more like what would play against uh, scotland yeah, I I would agree. It was a it was a really strange team selection, and I think there's there's there was two issues there though. One, it, it felt like pointless friendly because why why are we playing a friendly game when the majority of what will be our strongest squad hasn't met up with the England squad yet? Like the Chelsea, uh, City, and Man United players aren't available yet. So I'm not quite sure what the point of the the scheduling of this friendly was. Like we played both um, Mings and Cody in a four-man defence so both of them as a as a centre-back pairing which which <laughs> god forbid that never happens in the tournament because oh, Jesus that we'd was lose, like we'd lose to everyone let alone like Scotland would batter us let alone oh, a proper side it was it was absolutely shocking then yeah as you say I think I think it was only Ramsdale of the players that got cut that didn't play yesterday because um, yeah yeah White Godfrey uh, Ward Prowse came, came on, on. Uh, Watkins Lingard came started. on Lingard started uh, obviously Greenwood yeah, removed himself but yeah there wasn't this that's all of them was it Ramsdale Godfrey White Ward Prowse Lingard Watkins and Greenwood oh yeah that is it yeah <laughs> yeah. so yeah so all of the players that weren't all yeah. of them oh yeah all of the players except for Ramsdale that have been cut from that initial 33 man squad all featured mm-hmm. last night and I think that's really odd um because I agree with you I like. I, I thought it was really nice to see Ben White get some minutes I, I'm very fond of Ben White I think he's a great centre-back um, even though he did play in midfield yesterday because 
Southgate be Southgate um, and he couldn't take <laughs> off another centre back god forbid um, but yeah it was, it was odd because you do kind of just feel but the point of these friendlies are to get people kind of well moulded together get them used to playing with each other possibly play somebody like let's say <clears throat> Trippier out on the left hand side just to see how he does out on the left because that is going to yeah, probably be that his seemed like a really sensible decision. decision that said playing Trippier as the left back plus then having Cody and Mings as left footed players centrally god we were dreadful in build up it, it was it yeah. was not a great game to watch I the, my, my general thoughts after watching last night was I appreciate that this isn't our close to our strongest 11 that going into the tournament I appreciate that we're sort of nursing a few people back from injury and trying a couple of people out of position but I th- I, I thought the performance was quite worrying I, th- I, I mm. did just think some players looked really really poor um, but but like like I think Declan Rice is a great player but he really struggled last night which I guess you've got to put it down to I guess to the players that are around him but yeah it was a, it was a little bit concerning yeah, if that was if if that was our strongest eleven going into the tournament, I'm not sure how many games I'd bother watching. It would just be because I, I we'll we'll go into the 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 Mings and Cody decisions, mm. but like you say, them they they're both. They're, I mean, re- realistically, they're in the squad because they're left-footed. So if we switch to a three, they can play as that left-sided centre back. Um, but 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 so why play them? in a four why play them together which will never happen never happen um and in a four yeah and i well, i was gonna say i think starting trippier on the left is a, a fine decision uh it's exactly the sort of game where you do that you experiment you see how he is if he doesn't do very well oh well um i thought well it would have been interesting i thought uh because there've been a lot of rumours about Alexander Arnold potentially playing in midfield. Mm. Um, I've not seen. I've I've only seen really like speculation from fans about that. But I thought that last night almost cemented that that won't happen because I thought he would definitely be stuck in in centre mid if that was going to be an option. Give him a game, see what happens. That kind of confirms for me that that definitely won't be the case. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, there's an issue over his injury anyway. So we will see what happens on that front. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to so talk about those six players that have been cut. Obviously, there was seven additional players in that 33-man squad than what was going <coughs> to be taken. Greenwood withdrew yeah. himself. It seems like he has been playing with injury for a while that Man United have nursed. I, do, I, I am concerned that that's probably something that's true of a lot of players in our squad right now. I think... I Rashford, think especially. Rashford has been... I, Man United tend to do this, and it is a bit concerning. They do just... I think I think Man United for a for a top four club, which is where they're at. They finished second this season. Their strength and depth is quite poor, so I do think you see them kind of power through playing players that are clearly playing through pain. I think Rashford mm-hmm. has been injured for probably the better half, better half of a year, um, and has just consistently played through it. It seems like Green has been doing a similar thing, um, and then obviously we've we're probably nursing Phillips through the tournament as well I think he'll probably end up having an operation on his shoulder um, Henderson we'll see what happens with there but again I think we'll, probably him and Maguire will be nursed through the pain whether that's getting any minutes during the group stage or just for the knockout stages so I do I do think injuries is going to be a, a bit of a concern but anyway Greenwood did choose to withdraw himself so that left 
Ramsdale, Godfrey, White, Ward-Prowse, Lingard and Watkins that were cut. So, should we start with Ramsdale then? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I feel Ramsdale is just... It's just a bit unfortunate. I feel like he... It was it was a toss-up between him and Sam Johnston. Um, uh, as we'll come on to, I, pro- I probably would have taken Johnston. Um, I think Ramsdale's a solid enough keeper. Uh, he has, he's he been relegated twice in a row. Get, it's kind of a spot on his record. Um, he's got... I don't know if he's got any international experience uh, off the top of my head. He's definitely got very little. Um yeah he was just he was brought along because they were bringing four keepers and he's probably with Pope injured he probably is the fourth best English keeper um, he's quite young that's the only argument but you make that same thing for Sam Johnston um, could be decent having him in the squad for a bit of future experience but I don't know he's not he's not young enough that it's not like he's a young prospect and will be replacing Pickford in a few years Pickford's what 20 26 I want to say yeah something like that he's in his he's he's England's number one like that's Mm. I can't see him there's there's no it's not there's there's not much to say (laughs) yeah no I think that's fair enough I think as you said it was almost strange to take four keepers but I guess when you have the inflated squad you might as well Um, what's the downside Um, Mm -hmm. Ramsdale Ramsdale's an odd one I, I, I thought it was I thought it was strange that Wilder at Sheffield United was really, re- like, seemed to be really, really persistent on wanting to get him as the replacement for Henderson. Um, mm-hmm. When, uh, at, you know, at the start of last season when Ramsdale was obviously relegated. Um, and obviously that's happened again. O- obviously, it's not his fault that Sheffield United got relegated this season. Um, yeah. But I think I think John- Johnson is a, is a much better option than he is. And we'll go on to talk about that. But I, I really like Ramsdale from. Um, crosses like he, he's really quite dominant um from mm-hmm. things like set pieces and crosses into the box but like his um post shot xg and stuff it, it, it doesn't look great so um i don't think he was ever really in with the shot i think he was the one that was probably told when he came along with the 33 man that he wasn't going any further unless there was a shock injury to yeah. one of the other goalkeepers um but i guess that's the thing with goalkeepers you always take three to a tournament and as we've seen with pope suddenly a space opens up and we, we don't we don't look that strong there uh, it's got to be said I, I would have said it was between him and Darlow for that fourth spot um, and uh, I don't know I, I, I might prefer Darlow but um, I don't I actually <coughs> say with the age thing I think it probably makes sense that Ramsdale was the one that's given the nod nice bit of experience he's obviously been I think he's currently involved with the under 21s is he that young? Yeah. Um, I think he's been playing he's, with him oh, in the He's 22, I want to say. Oh. But he... 23. 23. He was 23 on the Maybe. 14th of May. I think I think he's been involved in that setup anyway. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, so it probably makes sense. Like Southgate probably knows him from uh, from youth level as well. So, um, But yeah, I, th- I think that was a completely legitimate cut. I think that makes the most sense. Um so how about centre backs then? So Godfrey and White. Um, it's difficult to talk about the centre backs who haven't been included without talking about the centre backs who have been included. Sure. Um, because and 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 then I don't know. I 
we we all know Mings and Cody are there because they're left-footed. Neither of them have had good seasons. Um, Wolves have had a shocking season. They um, on the surface of it, if you've not been following them too closely, that's not been so well documented. But Nuno's been really, I don't, just really dogmatic and almost he's. I don't know, he, he's almost unchanging whilst trying to make a change, as much of an oxymoron as that sounds. He's kind of right, okay. tried to change his formation and <clears throat> how he wants to play without actually changing how they were playing, and Wolves have really suffered, and I don't think he's a bad manager, but I think for, for Wolves and um, Nuno, it was the right time for him to leave the end of this season. Um, so... I've just completely lost my train of thought. Where's no, that, that I, I was I was just going to say. I think on the note of Nuno, um, I think basically he identified that in order to actually push a bit further up the table into those top six spots, when Wolves consistently mm-hmm. finished just outside, that he would need to transition to a more expansive style of play. I think to attract the right sort of players and also to actually beat the teams above them, um, mm-hmm. you have to sort of be able to go toe to toe. You know, you re- you rarely see teams win leagues playing really defensively um it does happen but it's it's fairly rare so i think he identified that but i think basically he just didn't have Mm. the capability and the facilities to actually transition to that style of play so i think that's probably why it looked the way it did and i think he i think he i think his run was up at wolves i I don't think he could have taken that team any further um so we'll see what they do but i think they need a much more sort of expressive coach but um that will be interesting but yeah on (coughs) on on godfrey and white i thought it was well, sorry, well, <laughs> sorry, I was no, what? just just Cody, yeah, just yeah. sorry, just to finish off what I was saying about Wolves. Um, I just they've not had a great season. You you don't judge a player just solely off the season, I guess. Out of Cody and Mings, I prefer Cody, um, especially when you're looking at. We don't really know if Southgate's going to play a three or a four at the back. Cody's played in both, has a lot of experience in both. Um, he is left-footed. He, that, that it's it's the main reason he's been brought but you can't look away from that that is that is a useful thing to have um whereas Mings on the other hand is just has a howl always has a howler in him and I don't particularly know why of the two Aston Villa centre-backs why he's the one in the conversation not Konza and it seems to it doesn't like Konza doesn't even seem to be considered I don't I, I <laughs> that that's baffling mm. to me, but um, yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say about Godfrey and White? Oh yeah, no. So I, I have a I have a theory about um, the the right back and centre back situations, which we'll get get onto when we talk about the actual squads. But yeah, on um, on Godfrey and White, like I thought it was n- it was nice to see them included, even though I they wouldn't be the two centre backs I would be taking, even over the two that we both seem to agree shouldn't be in the squad um, mm-hmm. but it was really nice because I do think they've I do think they're both very good young defenders actually because they're, they're both mm. very flexible both comfortable in a two or a three uh, both can actually play at fullback as well uh, White is very capable of stepping into midfield as well if needs be um, mm-hmm. I think I think the decision to drop Godfrey over Mings and Cody I think is a mistake but the decision to not take Godfrey to the tournament in isolation I think is the right decision I think he's very good mm-hmm. he, he shows up very well 
in the data for uh, sort of um, interceptions and blocks. Um, but, um, and his pressures are very good as well. Um, but I, I feel like when you watch him, I think a, he seems quite erratic. I think a lot of it's got to do with poor positioning sometimes. I think he's then having mm -hmm. to come back and make last ditch um, challenges on, on, on attacking players which is sometimes because he's been caught out of position slightly, even though he's very good at that recovery stuff. I do think it sometimes stems from uh, a mistake that's been made. So um, so I don't, I don't mind him not going in isolation, although, as we say, we'll talk about the other centre-backs in a bit. White, I think it'd be great to see. Obviously, being a Leeds fan, I watched him a lot during our promotion season. Um, was aware of him prior to that, but um, not not too much because he, he had had a couple of, a couple of good loan moves um, in League 1 and League 2. Um, he, he's, a, he's a really nice defender really nice on the ball that whole Brighton back line actually is, is really good I mean the fact that the three centre-backs at Brighton are English and that was that was obviously the debut for White Dunk has maybe got one or two international appearances Webster's never been I, called I, up um, <coughs> I really rate Dunk I yeah. think he should have been involved I to think, be honest yeah I think, I think it's criminal um, but I, again, I think under, with age profile and stuff, I understand why White's maybe got the nod here if it's just about getting him to a squad so that that's an option. Because I do think, as we'll talk about a bit mm. later, I do think that a lot of the inclusions in the main squad have got to do with players that have, have been called up already. Like, not many people have... In fact, has anybody in this squad... Actually, I think that's true. Nobody in the squad that's going to the Euros hasn't been involved in a England squad before obviously not at a tournament but in terms of they've been yeah. called up during the international breaks this year at the very least um, so he was never going to take someone that hadn't been called up already yeah. so uh, I think White and Godfrey were never going get, to get, get it for that but anyway I think that's enough on those two um, Ward Prowse what do you think? Yeah I th so I think he is a good player who is the the best in the Premier League um, at set pieces uh, as a dead ball specialist? His his free kicks are superb. Um, he scores numerous a season. He's pretty consistent with them. Um, I think that potentially makes him look a bit better than he is. Not to take away from the skill of scoring a free kick, but say five free kick goals a season is very different to five goals carrying the ball from midfield in that sort of box-to-box -box role that he is so if you're looking at him statistically you look at his goals or assist contributions um they probably flatter him compared with the chances created sort of not from those dead ball positions because i think if he were in the england squad he, he's never starting um he probably goes on to take free kicks um and corners if he's on but we've got we've got either either Trippier or Alexander-Arnold if one of them's playing um, we've got Grealish we've got it's not like Matt. it's not like we're struggling we're, yeah we're not going to have we're not going to have the equivalent of Rain Rooney putting a corner out for a goal kick at this tournament are we like it's not that alone isn't enough to bring in for me um, even though I do think he's a good player I just don't I just don't think he's good enough yeah, as simple I, as that. I think I think that's James Ward Prowse is a really interesting one when when you're doing that sort of data analytics stuff when you're looking at football players, he's it's a trap that's really easy to fall into, and I, I, you've you've kind of noted it there. 
His, his stats are really, really skewed by his dead ball situations. But then even when you're aware of that, it's then really difficult to balance because you, ca- you can't completely sort of diminish the value of that mm. sort of ability. That is still really important. Actually, there's an element to it with Mason Mount as well. He's created a lot of opportunities from free kicks this year. He's not nearly as good of a free kick taker as Jafel Prowse, but it, it then can skew when you're looking at, okay, well, what, what's Mount like on the ball? You know, what's Ward Prowse like on the ball in terms of actually creating chances when it's not a, not a dead ball situation? Uh, are they good? And obviously, Ward Prowse takes everything for... Um, Southampton in terms of mm-hmm. he will take um, free kicks corners um, he takes penalties I think when Ings isn't fit I think yeah. he has taken, he's definitely taken yeah. at least one this yeah. season yeah I'm fairly, I'm fairly sure he he certainly has been involved he's definitely on that pecking order although I do think Southampton chop and change a little bit their penalty taker um, but he he is excellent as a as you say I mean he he's not he's not a good progressive carrier um his, his passing is pretty good obviously as you'd expect from someone that's very good at uh, um, free kicks um, and I don't know he recycles the ball really really well um, like he's, he's he's one of those players that's consistently really prominent in sort of like just passes completed um, so he, he just recycles possession wise like he does that part of the game really well and really similarly to Jordan Henderson but then just doesn't seem to have the the kind of next level of what Henderson brings to that kind of eight role, which is mm. the the kind of late runs into into the box, the kind of like hit, hitting the channels, the covering for a fullback that's pushing up. Henderson's just a, a really complete midfielder, whereas Ward Prowse I think is just a little bit more. I, I, maybe it's harsh, but just like kind of simple. He just keeps everything really simple, where it's not a dead ball. That said. I, I think I agree with you in this. Like we have a lot of really, really good quality free kick takers, um, mm. but we did score what was it like ninety percent of our goals in twenty eighteen came from um, uh, set pieces, and that includes penalties though, which we scored a lot of penalties. Mm. But I think we scored. You know, I can only really think of open play goal that Lingard screamer, um, mm. and I think Ali's header maybe against Sweden. Was that against Sweden? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, not. So I, I don't. I don't know. It just depends how reliant we're going to be on set pieces going to this. Because James Ward Prowse is probably the best set piece taker in the world. But um, I think I think there's a fair argument for that. Um, but I think I would agree that he probably just doesn't quite offer enough in that eight role to justify. Yeah. Um, his inclusion all the time. Although I think I probably would take him. But that's yeah. that's 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 that. But I, I'm I'm not I'm not particularly disappointed that he's not going. I'm slightly disappointed with who's going instead of him. Um, when you look at the the opportunity cost there, but um, yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not sort of that's not one I'm pulling my teeth out about to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So unless you've got anything else to add on Ward Prowse Lingard. Yeah, oh, Lingard. So oh, Lingard's a tough one because he's had such an excellent second half of the season um he's been he he has been great for west ham um but he he scored a lot of long range goals um which is is good but it's not necessarily that he's been getting in the right positions um he Oh, he's he's not going to be the main man at England in the way for England in the way that he is at West Ham 
because um, because West Ham have had a really really good season and he just came in and really boosted that. But it's not it's not quite a case of get the ball and pass it to Lingard. But he he's clearly their main man. They they know like if you need someone to create something, it's coming from Lingard. If yeah. you want whatever, it goes through Lingard. Um, I think he's probably just suffered from the position he plays being so oversaturated with quality in the England squad. Um, he can play well. He can play anywhere across the front three. The, well, the not the striker, the attacking midfield and either wing. Um, and I. As much as I do really rate him, I think he's had a great second half of the season. He's probably not quite as good as those other players in those positions. Um, but but I I wouldn't. Oh, I I was quite surprised to see him not taken. Still, I thought he was someone who would be getting into the squad. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, I. Yeah, his his role at West Ham has been sort of similar to I I would say like um, Bruno Fernandez is at Man United in that he's given a bit of a free role. Um, I would agree with you that I, I wouldn't say that West Ham are quite as reliant on him as Man United are on Fernandez for their creativity. Um, but I think in the sense that they kind of just allow Lingard to float and he's able to pick up space where he sees fit. Um, I think it's a similar kind of kind of thing. He's if you put him into a different system, you know, where, where he's got to have a bit more, a, a bit more kind of specific role, um, kind of instruction, can he do it? I don't know. I thought he looked probably, like he looked pretty good against Austria. Maybe, 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 probably didn't look quite as good as Grealish, I guess, on the ball. Um, although I, ha- I have separate problems with Grealish, but um, I, I think Grealish is a great player, but, <laughs> I, I do find his attitude quite frustrating as as a, as a player that is watching someone that's so good at the game. I find it quite frustrating when somebody is look. He gets fouled a lot, but he also looks for fouls a lot, and I think he can be better than that. I, I don't think he. I, I would just love to see him stay on his feet and not complain about every single challenge that is made on him quite as relentlessly as he does. I think you can just get up <laughs> and get on with it. But that that's another thing. He's clearly probably he's clearly our best creative player, Grealish. Like he's he's unbelievable on the ball. Um, but yeah, Lingard was Lingard was okay, um, but I, I, th- I think I think Lingard's see like half a season at West Ham is slightly overstated, and I think it could have gone a lot worse if he hadn't got the kind of fortune of deviation slightly. Like his, uh, I think you touch you touched on it. He scored a lot of goals from outside the box for West Ham this year. He's got he's got nine goals, I think. Um, for West Ham this year I think yeah that rings a bell I think as you say a couple from long range um, there's been a couple where you've you've really you're really questioning the goalkeeper there was that there was that couple of goals against Aston Villa um, I think it might have been his debut he had one spilt in his path in yeah, one game exactly. didn't he um, so there's a there's a couple of fortune there you know he, that's nine goals and uh, it's about five XG from, from memory what he's working with there so he, he's massively overperformed mm-hmm. that his creative output is really, really poor. I think he's in something like the 12th percentile for um, expected assists. Um, so, uh, and and again, I, I think he's I think he's picked up like four assists, but that is clearly been kind of more to do with the striker than it is to do with his actual assists. It looks like you know his, his creativity hasn't been that great. 
Um, it's not. It's not like a. It's not a situation where, um, where some some someone is putting absolute guilt edge opportunities on a plate for Timo Werner and he's missing them. Like it's mm-hmm. not. That's not been Lingard. He he's he's actually his the people he's part assisting to have actually created a lot more out of the opportunities that he's provided them. Um, yeah. So I don't think he's been that creative, and I certainly don't. I would concur that I don't think he's he's done enough to kind of go well actually Lingard is competing with Grealish Foden Mount Sancho for these creative mm-hmm. roles just behind Kane um, I really don't think he's uh, he has done enough there so I I am I'm equally almost surprised he didn't go because I thought Southgate might but I do think that's the right decision I, I don't I don't think he's yeah, had I agree and and also even, even even if even if the underlying numbers matched up with his output this year that's half a season and I don't think that justifies an inclusion that, that's, that's my opinion also but um, so yeah I, th- I think I think Lingard being left out is, is fair enough yeah um, Watkins <coughs> Watkins yeah I so like some of these other ones Watkins lack of inclusion itself I don't have a problem with that that isn't an issue however you look at the squad We've got two strikers in the squad, mm. um, and I I don't really know why. So Watkins got called up to the squad. The was it the last squad ahead of Bamford, mm-hmm. um, and Southgate came out and gave some really like bullshit reasons for why. Um, he specified like the stuff like the pressing and whatever that um, Bamford is just objectively much better at um, than Watkins Um, but I kind of from then I kind of Bamford I'd have Bamford in the squad but um, for for me I kind of thought from then okay he's chosen Watkins over Bamford that's the way we're going Watkins is going to be the third striker in the squad I kind of find the decision to only bring two a bit baffling because I so I know I know Rashford can play striker say um I know there are there are there are players who can play there but if we get I mean if we get an injury to Kane we're we're already fucked but if we get if we get an injury to Kane that puts Calvert-Lewin up starting we don't have a natural striker on the bench if Calvert-Lewin takes a knock or it like there's just I I just we've got four right backs in the squad and two strikers that seems hmm baffling to me yeah I, I I I can only presume that Southgate does see Rashford as a very legitimate option as the nine which I yeah I f- disagree with um, I don't yeah because I I also I, I have concerns about um, Calvert-Lewin playing as the nine if Kane gets injured to be honest I, I just don't think he works as well um, in the system that we're trying to play um, with England because I just don't think mm-hmm. Calvert-Lewin offers the same amount off the ball um, and that's not helped by the fact that he plays in a very unpressy Everton side at the moment um, and also doesn't particularly drop deep he tries to play off the last man and Calvert-Lewin is very much a penalty box striker and he's very good at it but mm. um, I think you need probably a little bit more but anyway that, we'll, we'll get onto that in strikers because we'll, we'll talk about Bamford I'm sure when we get to the striking section as well um, but yeah I, I, I would agree I almost expect I, I sort of didn't expect Watkins to go because it's Watkins and he doesn't really have that experience and there's other there's just other better players regardless of position 
in you know available but it is really odd to not be taking um, a third striker um, particularly when the squad's increased to 26 it is quite bizarre yeah. that you wouldn't make sure you have three strikers because obviously we would but but I guess well I, I, I to be honest I don't know because I actually think obviously there's a good there's a there's some concerns over Kane's injury as well so you could very much have Kane ruled out at some point and then you're relying on Calvert-Lewin oh, so hopefully I, not I, yeah well I, I think I think we'd be I think we'd be in big big trouble if Kane got injured I, I, I think we'd be in huge trouble um but anyway um yeah those, those are the those are the ones that were left out of the the 33 man squad as Southgate River down to 26 so I think I think probably all fairly expected although some interesting squad building as a result but, yeah um nothing then, outrageous in it no, in itself if you take no, it isolated no. well I think that I, I'm saying this to you off um off air as it were um the <laughs> I think you had that initial kind of confusion, disappointment, etc. at the 33-man squad. And by the time yeah. you got to there, you're, you're kind of, bar maybe one or two, you, you were fairly sure what the 26-man squad was going to be, especially once Greenwood withdrew himself. Because I think, I think Greenwood probably would have made the squad. I don't know what you think, but I think he probably would have got in there ahead of Saka. Saka, um, yeah. Uh, probably. Um but again, once he withdrew himself, I think I thought I think the question mark was probably uh, okay. Is is Watkins going to go as a third striker? That would make sense. Um, there's question marks over obviously Lingard as well. But then, who who do you take out as a result? Probably one of the right backs, I guess. But um, yeah, I think overall pro- probably makes the most sense. Um, but yeah, do, uh, do you want to jump into? Running through the squad, then. <coughs> yeah, we'll go through the squad. So yeah. uh, I'll read out firstly Gareth Gareth Southgate's three that he's brought is Jordan Pickford, uh, Sam Johnston, and Dean Henderson. Um, we've we've already touched on it, really. I I don't have any issues there. I think Pickford is the number one. There's not really a debate there. He's had a really solid second half of the season. Um, he's never put a foot wrong for England. Um, he's it's it's also goalkeeping. Goalkeeping in itself is very much confidence-based position, but that that is more evident with some players than others. And I think it's very very evident evident with Jordan Pickford that when he's confident, he thrives. When he's confident, uh, he really believes you're not getting past me, and you don't. Um, and he's always had that attitude for England, no matter how <coughs> how poor, poor his form has been for Everton. Um, I'm obviously a big Jordan Pickford fan as a Sunderland fan, but he he ha- he's had really poor dips in form for Everton. He's never he's never let that infect his England performances. He's um, I I can't recall him making a mistake for England. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. like I I don't I I think I think Henderson's a solid backup if he does get injured. Um, I think Henderson's a good shot stopper. Uh, we probably lack. Pickford's distribution as well if Southgate's really wanting to sort of build from the back and play it out but but Pickford as well as well as that knowing which pass pass to pass to pick at the back his his long passing is superb Mm. there are very few goalkeepers in the world whose distribution is as good as Jordan Pickford's Um, and I think that's just a huge advantage 
for us in the way that Southgate's going to try to play. It means we get if we get one of the wingers fast on a counter, Pickford can pick them out. That like mm. that he did it. He did it for Sunderland a couple of times. I remember Jermaine Defoe missed an absolute tap in that was put straight through. He just he just does that. He doesn't mm. always hoof it long, but he knows when to. No, it's it's, it's long passing is is excellent. As, as you say. It does give us that um, flexibility to actually go a bit more direct sometimes if we want, and not not in a hail mary kind of way, but in a mm. let, let's let's find the wingers really quickly in transition. Yeah. Particularly, particularly when we play um, maybe against some of the stronger teams where we'll inevitably play the three at the back, and so therefore don't we're taking a man out of midfield essentially. So it's quite important actually to hit the hit the width quite quickly, get our attacking players on the ball, and get in behind teams. You know, for example, if we're playing a France or a Germany. Um, or Spain um, so yeah I mean J- Jordan is so much better in um, build up than anybody else it's something that Pope would probably need to leave Burnley for to actually pick his pick his space as the first choice obviously that's not an option at the moment because Pope is injured but I do think I, I do think there was a, a, a conversation to be had about Pope versus Pickford for the number one shirt um, yeah and I think moving forward I think Pope really does need to be at a club where he can consistently be playing out from the back to actually compete for the number one squad shirt at England. Um, as you say, I think Henderson. Henderson's looked a bit shaky since he's come in as first choice at um, Man United, um, and obviously they've seemed to have reverted back to De Gea. Um, but mm. I, do, I do think that, as you say, I think it's a good point you make about Pickford's confidence because it does seem like he's lost confidence at Everton at times. But yeah. Southgate's trust in him does seem to be working. Like he, he really, really hasn't done anything wrong for England, and that's really, that's really a bizarre one because you kind of think, well, you've got to pick on club form because that's the most recent. But for one, we don't really have that many great options there, um, mm. and I think yeah, he's he's clearly the, he, he's clearly, I think I, I think it's so obvious that we lose a lot in build up when he's not playing. So I I do think that he is very clearly number one goalkeeper for England yeah. um, and, and that's good and I think the other two goalkeepers are, are fair enough I think we touched on Ramsdale Darlow etc but I think Johnson makes the most sense as uh, the third choice obviously been relegated with West Brom but I think surely we'll get a move back to the Premier League in the summer um, mm-hmm. and he's conceded a lot of goals obviously but also faced uh, the most the yeah. most shots and made the most saves so it's it's a payoff and he does come out on the right side of the um, post-shot XG which by the way just basically means that he has saved more goals than you might expect him to save on the basis of how good a shot is uh, that's basically just what post-shot XG is it just pres- prescribes a, a numerical value onto how good a shot is um, and then therefore that gives you a rough idea over ideally a, a large data set to then look at okay well so across the course of the season for example you can then pinpoint that and go okay well Sam Johnson is you know, saved ten more goals than maybe what you'd expect him to. I don't think that's necessarily the figure, but it's something like that. Um, but yeah, that that's the rough idea. So uh, yeah, I, I th- we we both agree, don't we? You you you've both got yeah. we both got Jordan Pickford, Sam Johnson, and Dean Henderson down in our ideal yeah. squad as well. Um, so I don't I don't think there's too much else to say on those. Jump into the defenders. Yeah, no, right. I'll I'll read through the defenders. So. The defenders are Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ben Chilwell, Connor Cody, Rhys James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, and Kyle Walker. Hmm. Um, 
there are a few of those I don't think need discussing say Maguire Stones kind of no-brainers they're, mm-hmm. they're the first choice centre-backs they're in um, when you look at the left-hand side again I think Shaw and Chilwell there's a bit of debate of which one of them would start which I'm sure we can come on to mm-hmm. but they're, they're both in the squad no question for me um, the the real interest comes from there's Cody and Mings who we've already touched on and then the right back debate yeah, should we big... start we'll, we'll start we'll start with Cody and Mings okay um, yeah because we, we touched go... on them already but yeah let's do let's start with that because so I know you I, I know you kind of like me are quite disappointed Tamori's never got mm-hmm. a look in um obviously I'm just looking at your squad now you've included Dunk uh where I haven't got him in my squad but he would he would certainly be a centre-back choice ahead of either of them and ahead of the two, uh, Godfrey and White, who didn't get in it as well. Yeah. Um, I thought I think White's a really good player, but I was surprised that of the Brighton centre-backs, he was the one who was called up. Yeah. Um, I think you've already said he can play in different positions. Mm. That's probably why. But, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, I, yeah, I think, I think... No, sorry, yeah, because I, I, I presume that's why. I think the versatility of White, but also probably just the, the age profile as well. I think probably Southgate's just thinking, well, actually... For, for me, I'm, like, he's already decided that he's taking Mings and Cody. We obviously think that's a mistake, but I think that's in Southgate's head. I'm taking Mings and Cody. Um, so I'm going to take a couple of extra centre-backs to this 33-man squad. Uh, let's take White. I, cause I'm not gonna, Let's take White over Dunk, for, for sake of argument, uh, if it was between the two. I'm going to take White because uh, he's, he's younger and it's probably a, a, a valuable piece of experience for him and he might actually be involved in the squad, let's say, for the World Cup. Maybe I actually, mm. if he has another good season next year, either at Brighton or elsewhere, um, then he, he could be very, very, very much in with a shot of playing in that World Cup. Um, but for me, I think Dunk has been the better centre-back this year. I also think that when it comes to an international tournament and you're trying to deal with getting as many of your best players into the positions as possible... I don't think you can afford to be quite as um, dogmatic in sticking with left-sided centre-backs, particularly when the drop-off is so so stark. I think in terms of... I think I, I personally think that the difference in quality between defenders like Dunk, um, even White, Webster, uh, Tamori, Konza... I know you've got Konza in your squad. Um, it, I think the drop from that to then Mings and Cody is actually quite large... Um, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion I think those right footed centre backs are just far better that I think you just have to accept that that's the better option and I'd go with Dunk because he's got the he's got great level experience he can he has and can play on the left hand side of uh, of a two if needs be he's also a captain at Brighton which I think especially given that Maguire might be injured and also Henderson might be injured I think having as many leadership figures on the pitch as possible would be a really great idea um, for for England. He also has been involved in a international squad before, as far as I'm uh, as far as I know. I'm fairly sure he's got at least one cap. I think so. Um, so that that would have that would have been my decision. And I think we're we're both quite frustrated that Mings and Cody have got the nod. Although I will once we've spoken about everyone, I will I think offer an explanation as to why I think. Southgate has done this and I don't think it's it, it is basically because they're left footed but not quite 
it's that that simple. But um, do you do you want to do you want to just run through your defenders first of all? Like what, yeah. What so well, so so I actually in my final squad the only defensive diff. So I I get rid of Mings and Cody. Um, one of them I'd replace with a striker who mm-hmm. will will come to that. Uh, I think I'd probably have Konza in. Um, although Dunkortomori also like a perfectly acceptable choice. Both of whom I'd have had ahead of Cody and Mings. Um, yeah, I, I I just think with I still I find it really surprising that Mings is the Villa defender who's talked about because to me yeah. whenever I watch them play Konza, just he just looks head and shoulders above him. And even when Mings does play well, he's just he he's one of those players who has a mistake in him and mm. and some players do some of some of the best do david de gea great example really good goalkeeper will will never not have a mistake in him um he, he was potentially the best keeper in the world at one point and still had that true about him um yeah. everyone makes howlers but there are just some players who for whatever reason uh are like do they might it might be a lack of concentration it might be like, whatever um he just makes too many mistakes and for me a tournament is different to a season. This is kind of relevant for the Trent discussions a little bit later as well. You you win a tournament on moments. You win a season for consistency and consistently being the best team. Mm-hmm. Winning a tournament does not mean you're the best team. It means you've won the games that you needed to. You don't have to be the best team to win a tournament. You um, And in those times where it's proper where 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 I I wouldn't I don't think Mings is a bad player I don't think if if, if for whatever reason he started against Scotland I don't think we he'd have any issue mm. but later in the tournament if he were to come in against any of the big teams and we're put under a bit of pressure I I just I don't back him to not crack and what one crack in an international tournament in in the sort of later stages that's a goal we concede and that's us knocked out of the tournament and if you do that across the season but are defending really well and consistently alongside that you kind of you make up for that in the same way that that Trent say for his defensive faults makes up for that across the course of the season with how strong attacking he is um if you make a defensive mistake in a tournament in a in a in a knockout game that's it you're out there's no yeah. you've not got time to recover which is why which is why for me Mings like is nowhere near the squad and yeah. and Konza and Konza covers him doing that at Villa mm. so it, it just seems a much better choice yeah I, 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 I have no issues with the choice of Konza I do, I do think that with a few of these I think it's it's a flip of the coin um, yeah, absolutely. And, but I do think there's a like lot of better options. I think that's the frustrating part. The Mings and Cody, I think we, we've rattled off uh, Konza, Tamori, White, Dunk, Webster, Godfrey. Uh, there could be more, um, but like English centre backs that are probably better options. But I think I I, I was really confused about mm, the the chatter around Mings uh, originally. The hype there was talk about him going to Man United at one point. I thought that is so bizarre. Um, obviously the inclusion in the England squad here so I really did go away and uh, I had a look at a lot of the data I watched him play uh, a, a lot of his uh, a lot of his sort of um, his um, uh, actions 
across uh, football games you can do that sort of thing where you you take take they take footage of like white scout for example they take footage and you know clip it down to their actual um, involvement in the game um, and he's just he's actually just not very good like he's obviously a, a good football player he's playing in the Premier League for Aston Villa but he's not very good and I think you know we've the big reason like what like why do you take a left-footed centre-back to play on the left-hand side of a centre-back partnership it's, it's for build-up right it's to open up passing lanes mm-hmm. um, and to offer better greater options building up from the back Mings because I, I looked at this earlier Mings's pass completion is down in the eighth percentile of centre backs compared to the top five, like centre backs in the top five leagues. He's in the eighth percentile. That's dreadful, like for pass completion. And I mean, his progressive passing isn't great either. Uh, he attempts very few passes. He doesn't carry the ball much. Um, I, I, his, his, his tackling is really poor he's not particularly great at intercepting he's quite good at blocks and clearances but I would like to think that we want to get the ball on the deck a bit more than that so I, I can't see that being a value I don't really see why if you're so adamant on taking a left footed centre back it means you're really concerned about how you're going to build up down that left hand mm. side particularly for England we build up a lot down the left hand side so I do understand that but then why would you take a centre back that is objectively probably your worst centre back at build up play I, I, yeah. I really don't understand it. I think it's quite counterintuitive. Um, so, so that, so that, that, that is my concern there. Yeah. Um, I, I think. I yeah no I I completely agree. Um, and uh, speaking entirely anecdotally, this isn't really stats based, mm. but the 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 Aston Villa fans that I know and follow on Twitter to so sort of see the tweets during their games on my feed it's always Mings who they're complaining at whether it's because they've conceded or not the player I see like moaned about the most of whether it be giving possession away doing something silly is Mings and I don't that that's not a reason to not take him to a tournament but it mm. what, that 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 is what I'm seeing from yeah. from the people who watch him regularly week in week out he's the one who makes the mistakes and that's what they tend to say and it's not even yeah like you say it's not even just a mistake that leads to a goal if he messes up a pass or isn't as confident on the ball that's that's how Southgate wants to play the game like why yeah <laughs> why yeah uh yeah I agree anyway I think we've uh probably bashed Mings for long yeah. enough um right you you in your squad you have elected to still take the take four right backs and the same four right backs that uh Southgate uh has taken so why do you think we need so many goddamn right backs? So I there's I haven't put I see you've got a question mark next to Trent. He was he would be the one for me who I'm not sure about. Oh, my question mark a, is there just because of the injury from last night, by the way. I would uh, okay. I would 100% take him if he's fit. Okay. Um so for for me if it's a 23 man squad, he doesn't make it into it. I think with this extension that it goes to a 26, um, I've not got a problem with bringing an extra player there, uh, especially when, for me, Trent would be the one I don't bring. Um, I've got no problem putting him there. He's he's good on set pieces. He, he hasn't ever played in midfield, um, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to him going there. 
Certainly not in a later game. Definitely not. But it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. He is he's a very good footballer. His attacking his his attacking stats, he's the best in the league. Um at, at, at fullback. It's it's the same thing I said about Mings defensively. He just he has an error in him. He's not he's not my first choice right back. My I I don't think so in a four, I think Walker is the choice. I don't think there's much debate about that. He's really good been been solid for man city um has won the league is is just is just our best right back in a four i think if we're going in a three i think it's got to be trippier um i think his his attacking isn't quite as good as alexander arnold but i was looking at it his chances created and assists and stuff per 90 the other day and it's not as far off alexander arnold's as you'd as you'd expect uh, defensively, he ha- he's had a really really good season. His his stats are, I think they're they're worse worse than Walker, but better than both James and Alexander Arnold. Um, he's he's just, I really rate. I think Trippy has had an excellent season. I'm really surprised he's not. Of, of all the players, like the differences we have in our squads, you've not got Trippy. He's the one I'm most surprised at because he's played. He's been injured this season, and he's still played the third most minutes in that Atletico squad. Um, and I think that was behind their captain and their goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, he can he can play in a three or a four, but I, I'd play him in a three where his sort of it, you you can fall back on not being able to defend as well. Uh, which I guess you you could make that argument for Trent, but he's not played in that formation before whereas Trippier is very used to it and crucially is very used to it for England with a similar set of players who he would be playing with if we play three at the back it'll be Stones on the left Maguire in the middle Walker at the on the right uh, if we have Trippier on that right side he's played with that back three before with that back with that back three and Pickford before he um, I just think he's a very good player James I would sort of have as backup first back up for a right back in a four or a three um i think he's a very solid player just not quite good enough to start um yeah. i don't know it's it's a funny one because i i i understand the argument for trent not being in the squad and in the 23 i i really don't know if i was going to drop one of them it would be him uh, with it being the 26, I just sort of think you can afford to bring them. Um, but yeah, it's Walk, Walker and Trippier are the two like have to be there for me. Mm. That, but that, you you haven't included Trippier, so no, <laughs> go I do. On. Yeah, no, I I I will explain the the Trippier decision. I think I think on Trent, I think you, you don't you don't not take a player that good to a European Championship. That that that's my feeling. Yeah, uh, it's particularly like just playing on what you said earlier like these tournaments are often won in moments and I just think a, a, a Trent cross I mean yeah mm. it, it is a wonder yeah. right foot um, and you, you just never know you just never know um, I, I would agree that he, he wouldn't be in my starting 11 um, but I would absolutely take him I think I'll get on to Trippier in a second but I think now is probably a good time to just try and explain what I think is going on with Southgate's decision to take four, four right backs because um, I think he he clearly I'm not sure if you watched the press conference but he clearly gets a little bit niggled by the fact that 
people keep telling him that he loves right back so much and he says something like oh if I could have taken a fifth right back I would have done um, which it would have been nice if he had taken Luke Ayling for example but um, I'll get onto that decision as well in a minute because I have got Luke Ayling in my, my squad um, but I think I think basically because there, there, there's the two sides of this argument which I think are both legitimate is that you don't need to take four right backs to an international tournament you don't need four players in one position the other side is well they're all nominally right backs but they offer uh, cover and uh, versatility in other positions I think that's true also the counter argument to that is that they all offer versatility in exactly the same positions which is basically right centre back in a three and right wing back Trippier can also play left back or left wing back as well although I do think that he really really struggles in build up there watching him last night against Austria on that side he was constantly trying to use his right foot and that really limits it just means that you end up filtering the ball back in the same position particularly with Cody and Mings playing centre back obviously last night they're constantly trying to play the balls out they're passing avenues out to Trippier and Trippier's passing avenues are right back inside to them and you just don't progress the ball at all it, it, he could never let the, he's not doesn't seem confident enough on his left foot to actually play there mm. um, so that, that that's a frustration but I think the idea is that as much as this will probably upset a lot of people, Southgate is going to predominantly play three at the back in this tournament. It's going to be the 3-4-2-1 or 3-4-3, depending on how you want to look at it, whether we play sort of two floating 8-10s in behind Kane or whether we stick with commercial wingers or whether it's kind of one on one side and one on the other. Uh, we'll see how that sort of develops. But I think he sees Trent and Trippier. He basically wants two options in each position across that back line so Trent and Trippier as the right wing back uh, Walker and James as the right centre back Stones and Cody as the central player in a three because Cody often plays centrally in a three for Wolves when they play three at the back and his mm -hmm. distribution long is very good um, then Maguire Mings as the left centre back in that three and then Shaw and Chilwell um, there and then you can then go uh, Rice, Phillips Henderson, Bellingham yeah. um, and then it gets a bit more complicated when you talk about wingers I think you've probably got um, let's say Sancho and Foden on the right um, Rashford and Sterling on the left uh, you've then got as nominally tens who can also play wide in Mount and Grealish and then uh, a couple of um, auxiliary players and uh, no, then strikers in um, Kane and Calvert-Lewin who have I missed? have I missed anyone? Uh... oh Saka as a as a, just another yeah, I think he play anywhere I th yeah exactly so just as the auxiliary player that can play uh, left wing back I, th I think that's my frustration with I think so that that that's my frustration with Southgate taking Trippier is that Trippier seems to be offering a lot of cover on the left hand side as well um, but you've got Saka to do that so do you need both Saka and Trippier I'm not so sure um, because I, I don't I appreciate why he wants two players in each position but I'm not sure you really do need that. I do think that because they offer a cover for the same positions, do you need that? Um, my decision to not take Trippier in my squad, um, it's, to be honest, more, more along that line of, okay, I don't think I need three, uh, sorry, four right backs, um, like just out and out right backs. Um, so I decided to take four out-and-out centre-backs in Maguire, Stones, Tamori and Dunk and then I'm basically then I guess replacing 
Trippier with Luke Ayling, who I think is a better and more versatile player. Ayling has played right back in a four, he's played right wing back, he's played right centre back, and he's played central in a back three, and he's done them all very, very well. Um, he is, he's actually, he's in world football, I think he's the player that's got the most progressive distance out of out of anyone like he's first ahead of Lionel Messi um, so he's very good going forward like his attacking stats level up with that of Trent they are better than Trippier um, his pressures tackles interceptions are really really good his aerial duels are also very very good so if he did have to come in and play at centre back he's very good from set pieces in terms of clearing them but also attacking them um, and I just think that his versatility there also, he's he's been captain for quite a lot of the season for uh, Leeds, as Cooper has been out injured quite a lot. Um, so I think that's another sort of dominating uh, leadership figure uh, in the dressing room. So I think I think that that I think I prefer him. So my I guess my answer to the Trippier question is that I'm actually replacing him with Ailing rather than Trent because I just think Trent should just be there anyway. I think it's probably probably my thing. But I think that's probably about it for for defenders, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'll move on to midfielders. Bloody hell, we've been going for an hour. We have. <laughs> oh god, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna oh, have to. Well, if, uh, if it's gonna it's gonna be a monster episode, guys. Apologies. It's a long it's a long first episode. Congrats if you're still with us. Uh, if, if cheers, you're not, I cheers, don't blame cheers for you. sticking around. I don't, I don't know no. how long you have to listen for for us to get a download figure, but as long as you've given us that, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, let's, let's crack so, on. So yeah, so. we'll 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 go on to midfielders and then we'll cover forwards, and then potentially uh, we'll we'll we 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 we've got future plans. We'll we'll go into yeah. that after all yeah. of it for what's yeah. going to be happening. Cool, right. So midfielders. So then just to run through Southgate, uh, put down as midfielders, he's only got five. So he's got Jude Bellingham, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, and Declan Rice. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that... Let's see. what what did So you've gone for... You've got the... I've got all of them. You've got all of I've them, I've also yeah. got... I've put Foden as a midfielder when yeah. you can argue he's an attacker. He's yeah, kind of in, he, we've got a lot of players who are kind of in that that yeah like middle. No, I'll I'll, so, I'll I'll put him in attack. We'll discuss him yeah. later. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think we concur on that. I've I have got an extra midfielder. I've I've decided to take James Ward-Prowse. Um, mm-hmm. but otherwise I'm the same. So I'm Phillips, Rice, Henderson, Mount Bellingham, and James Ward-Prowse, and you're <coughs> you're, you're that minus Ward-Prowse. Um, my decision there when I was compiling this I did just feel like actually like I think basically I've swapped Saka for Ward-Prowse I think in terms of the actual balance of squads between defenders uh, attack and um, midfield and I just felt like actually we were quite um, bare in midfield Um, we've got a player like Saka who I just think is quite strange to take Saka because he's got about six players in wide areas that are ahead of him in the pecking order so he's not going to play there this tournament he might end up coming in as a wing back if both Chilwell and Shaw got injured that that like 
I do not see him getting minutes. I, I, I might be wrong. Maybe Southgate sees him as an impact sub, but I imagine you're more likely to start... I mean, if, if, we, if we play the 3-4-3, the three, three, then, and say we have a pivot, say Henderson's fit, and we've got a pivot of Rice and Henderson, then you probably end up playing Mount as one of the wide players, because how do you not include Mount? So then you've got yeah. Mount and, um, let's say, Foden. Or maybe you play a more conventional winger in Sterling if you're playing Mount on the other side. So then you've got maybe possibly Foden, Grealish, Sancho, Rashford, all to come off the bench. I don't see Saka getting getting any minutes. So therefore, I kind of think it's a useless pick. Um, whereas, yeah. whereas with the with the injuries we've got in midfield, which is Henderson definitely nursing his way back from one. Phillips is Phillips. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I think he's supposed to get some minutes. I think both of them are supposed to get... Well, Henderson was supposed to get some minutes last night and didn't. Phillips is supposed to be getting ah. some minutes at the weekend. Um, Henderson hopefully will too. So it'll be interesting to see how long and how they play and how comfortable they are. Um, but that is a concern that two, two of our midfield players um, are struggling through injury. Yeah. So I am concerned that if we lose just one of those, we kind of need someone that can do that job. And as we spoke, like I won't, I won't elaborate any more because I've spoken too much anyway. But, um, I but on Ward Prowse, he does, he does just do the basics right. And I think having someone like that, that if we do, if Henderson is ruled out for the entire tournament, like after the first game, then having someone like Ward Prowse that can come in and just sort of tick things over, is probably quite handy. Um, particularly, obviously, if we were to lose Phillips as well. Um, so that that's that's my reasoning on that front. Um, yeah no I, I don't I, I don't I don't think leaving him in or out would be a hugely hmm. controversial decision either way to be fair it's I, I yeah he never yeah. starts he, ne- he never no. starts but he's a solid backup yeah That's, 100% and that. there's not there's not much else to say about the other midfielders really because we'll we'll come on to, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. come on to that we're, we're, we're doing a preview episode yeah. we'll we'll, yeah. we'll come on to sort of where yeah. we would play them and that in yeah. that one 100% the only thing I will say is that there's a lot of criticism for Southgate and his squad picking I will give him some credit here in picking Jude Bellingham I think yes that if that is a decision that could have easily have gone the other way and I think it's really nice that he's gone screw the fact that he's 17 years old he's clearly one of the best and probably our only like proper box to box eight yeah um in in the squad so that's a that's a great decision and particularly if we play that um the three four three and we just have the two midfield players he's Absolutely. such a useful player to either start or come on because his energy just to actually be able to transition that ball from front to back um and carry the ball from deep will be so so important so uh, i just wanted to say that's a that's a really really nice decision absolutely from, uh, from he, he's he's like I say, we'll go on to it in another episode, but he's in my starting yeah. 11, to be honest. I yeah. think he's, like you say, he's the only one who does what he does in that squad, yeah. even 100%. though he's young. And it's, it's exciting to see what he grows to become. 100% agree. Right, right. attackers then. Yeah, go for it. Right, so um, Southgate, uh, obviously some of these are sort of nominally attackers, but he's got Calvert-Lewin, Foden, Grealish, Kane, Rashford, Saka, Sancho and Sterling. Um, yeah, so the the major difference for me is I would include Bamford in that. I so I have included Saka. He was in 
he's someone who, if it was a 23, again, definitely the first one to be crocked. But I, I wouldn't include him as an attacker. I think, given we've got four right-backs and two left-backs, I think left-back, he's never starting in a four. In a three, he's looked competent there for Arsenal. Um, I just I quite like having that in the squad. And realistically, if if we if there is ever a big injury crisis or ever on on that wing, he can he, he is an attacker. He's naturally an attacker. He just I think he can cover at that wing back position. Um, the other the big difference though, yeah, is Bamford. Um, we've already said we're both a bit baffled about him. Hmm. Um, not not bringing Bamford because Bamford for me he's 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 different. Um, to the other strikers he's completely different to Calvert-Lewin he fits the system far better you kind of touched on that mm-hmm. he we're not Calvert- Calvert-Lewin I think you, you called him like a, a box striker he very much mm-hmm. is He you have to create him the chances whereas Bamford especially if we're if we're playing Germany and we're we're sort of whether we're whether we're winning or losing 60th minute he's never going to start ahead of Kane no one is when you've got we've got I'd say arguably the best striker in the world behind only really Lewandowski um you're never starting ahead of him but if we're if we're late on against a Germany or a Spain or someone who are keeping a lot of possession against us having someone like Bamford to bring on is just like there isn't another player who in that position who can do it the the pressing he does he just he seems to have unlimited stamina um mm. he just he will relentlessly press uh in a way that Calvert-Lewin won't do and in those sorts of games against teams where we're not going to have as much possession I'd far prefer having him as an option to Calvert-Lewin yeah I think I think that's because I mean I we can we can say it now I mean I I actually haven't taken Calvert-Lewin um, and I would t- be taking Bamford over him. I think that there's a fair argument, and we spoke about it, that with a 26-man squad, you probably should be taking three strikers. And I would possibly... If, if I was doing this squad building at, afresh, I would be taking Calvert-Lewin over probably Luke Ayling or Ward-Prowse. But given the situation that this England squad is in right now, which is... Maguire looking very touch and go it's Henderson and Phillips looking very touch and go I've elected to have greater cover in defence and midfield so therefore mm-hmm. only having those two strikers um, with the knowledge that obviously Rashford can play through the middle I don't particularly like him through the middle but that's that um, and I guess like you can play like Foden has played as a false nine as well although I wouldn't probably advocate for England doing that but I think I was weighing this up and ideally you would like I would take three strikers um, but I think weighing up the the risk that we've got injury wise in the midfield and defensive areas I decided to basically leave a short up front but I've picked Bamford over Calvert-Lewin because well for all the reasons that you say really I mean Calvert-Lewin has got 16 goals this year and zero assists Bamford's got 17 goals this year and seven assists his pressures is off the charts um, his uh, he drops deep a lot more a bit like Kane um, not not doing the same thing but he's like happy happy dropping deeper um, I mean his he's, he's actually a very good passer of the ball um, 
he often he often does really nice things where he presses really well to funnel the ball into certain positions but he's actually very good at nipping in and stealing the ball as well there's been a couple of opportunities I remember this really good one against um, Crystal Palace where he just nicked in and um, intercepted the ball just as it was kind of coming into the uh, midfield player um, and then sort of knocked it round Cahill and was throwing goal he, he fluffed the finish in the end um, as Bamford sometimes does but um, but it's that sort of off the ball tenacity that you want and I think my thinking with the decision is look if you're starting Kane and then you want a substitute to come on yeah you probably want Calvert-Lewin because aerially he's much better if, if he gets a chance he's probably more likely to score it than Bamford he's like a, a far better more clinical finisher um, but as you say everything's got to be sort of created for him um, and kind of you've got to give him that chance he's not going to kind of help you out and create that chance for himself mm-hmm. um, so my concern would be that actually rather than taking a striker that you want in the 75th minute of the game when you're chasing a goal I would actually rather take the striker in Bamford that you would want if Kane got injured if Kane got injured and we had to Absolutely. start Calvert-Lewin for the entirety of the group stage or like for two of the group stage games or into the knockout period I think we're screwed I, I, yeah, I don't think absolutely. Calvert Lewin can do what anywhere close to what Kane can do I don't think Bamford can either but I do just think that Bamford would basically he'd be able to just like he'd press relentlessly he'd cause havoc for defenders um, yeah, he occupies defenders very very well he makes good runs in behind he drops deep really well which would still work in even though he does it differently it would still basically be a body dropping into that space in the way that Kane does um, he currently plays with two really great wingers at Leeds at the moment in Harrison and Rafinha most of the time two quick quick wingers in behind mm-hmm. so that would really work if we were going off that way I actually think that Rafinha isn't too dissimilar to Sancho in how the, the, the pair of those players like to play they both like to come inside mm-hmm. a lot um, and create chances that way Rafinha's quite similar there whereas Harrison likes to hit the, stay on the touchline wide quite a lot which is quite similar to how Sterling's been playing when he's played um, for City this year so I do I it sounds sort of crazy but I do actually think that Bamford is a better option than Calvert-Lewin if you're going to take one or the other ideally you want to take both but as I, as I say due to injuries I would only be taking one at this stage if you're picking the England squad at this stage then it's only two strikers for me because you need cover in other areas but if I was picking it brand new <coughs> then you'd ideally obviously have Maguire and Henderson and Phillips completely fit and yeah. so you wouldn't have to worry about them um, but you do have to yeah. worry about them so that's my that's my decision there. Yeah, um, no, I I I agree. I think Bamford would be ahead of Calvert Lewin for me, but I still included mm. him for the reasons. Yeah, that yeah, you've got you've got both. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think Calvert Lewin is a great option off the bench. Don't get me wrong; he's he's clearly an excellent striker. Um, and then yeah, you've you've spoken about your your Saka, that's so difference. that's what it is. Well, should we should we just? now just to round it off just have a, a quick run through of both of our squads just because I think we've sort of talked around them but not really yeah. sort of delivered them in full so do you want to run through your <laughs> yeah so I've got um, the same keepers Pickford Johnston Henderson then defenders I've got Walker Trippier James Alexander-Arnold Chilwell Shaw Stones Maguire Konza although I, I put Konza I, I haven't got it on this I, I had it was between him and Tamori mm-hmm. um, quite disappointed Tamori's not been looked at Agreed. that's what comes from playing in a foreign league often yeah, unfortunately he, yes that um, 
Then I've got Rice, Henderson, Phillips, Mount, Bellingham in midfield, uh, Kane, Calvert-Lewin, Rashford, Sterling, Foden, Sancho, Grealish, Bamford, Saka. Um, I think the, the Saka for me is only there, like you say, because of what the squad is currently. If everyone was fully fit, uh, Madison is there for me. Mm-hmm. I think he's someone who's been really unfortunate with the timing of his injury. Yeah. It's kind of come just too late for him to get back and fit in time for the World Cup because he was having a really, really good season. I think, yeah, I agree with you. And unlike in the areas of the pitch, such as uh, the eight role with Henderson or at centre-back with Maguire, we have so many options in that kind of attacking midfield or wide yeah, exactly. role that actually you kind of go, well, if Madison's not fully fit, well, yeah, that's that's sort of fine. We've got Mountain, Foden and Grealish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I, I think probably maybe maybe as long as six months ago the discussion was about Grealish or Madison uh, I mm-hmm. think that's probably a, a, a fair yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe even Madison and Foden um, I think those were the three players that were kind of discussed as if we were going to play ten, uh, 10 now now I think that actually Mount is out and out going to be if we play the 4-2-3-1 it's probably Mount that's going to be the 10 um, and Grealish is probably mostly an option from wide although Southgate does seem to like him centrally but I uh, We'll see, um, but no, I I agree. I think it's quite it's quite unfortunate with Madison, but yes, given given the state of the options that we have in that position, it's kind of one of those things where he just we've not had to sort of bank on him being fit enough in the way that we do have to bank on. Hopefully, Henderson can actually get some minutes because he's so important as Henderson. Yeah. I think we haven't really spoken about it much. And I'm sure we will next week, but Henderson is an unreal player, um, and it's a shame oh, that yeah. he's not kind of completely completely fit. And I am worried about that, but. That hence why I'm, I was so concerned about making sure we had another body in midfield that can just maybe offer at least half of what he does um, in Ward Prowse. Yeah, but that's that's that. So uh, then my squad. Then I'll run through that quickly. So again, same keeper. So I've got Jordan Pickford, Dean Henderson, Sam Johnson. My defenders are Trent Alexander-Arnold, Carl uh, Walker, Reese James, Luke Shaw, Ben Chilwell, um, Maguire, Stones, Tamori, Dunk, and Luke Ayling. Uh, my midfielders are Calvin Phillips, Declan Bryce, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Jude Bellingham, and James Ward-Prowse. And my attacking options are Harry Kane, Patrick Bamford, Raheem Sterling, Jane Sancho, Jack Grealish, uh, Marcus Rashford, and Phil Foden. Um, so, yeah, brilliant. So, um, next week, we're going to do a sort of preview episode of the Euros. Um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll obviously spend a bit of time talking about England as that is our focus um, we'll look at potential starting 11s again kind of we'll look at probably probably as we get into the preview stuff sort of predominantly what we think Southgate will do but also offer yeah. probably what we, we we would quite like to see or what we would have done um, but I think from from here on out we'll probably when, we, when we're talking it'll be mostly about um, the actual players that are on, on the hypothetical plane Um that are kind of available and what we think Southgate will do on that front um, I think we're also going to run through I'm not sure if I've spoken to Cal about this but he's about to find out <laughs> run through each group and kind of just offer a couple of predictions what we expect from that group um, I've been going back and watching a little bit of footage of some of the some of the teams and trying to just get a, a good understanding of what we can expect from every team in the tournament all 24 teams in the tournament so um, I'll try and offer a little bit of a tactical breakdown of what those teams are doing some key players and we'll both sort of run through what we think um, 
the positioning will be in each group uh, what teams we think are particularly good ones to look out for who we think will win um, uh, surprise performers that we anticipate who we think might get golden boot etc etc just a bit of a, a preview episode for the tournament um, and yeah uh, I think that's that's probably what we'll end up doing next week yeah <coughs> that'll be out same date we don't really have a time so, sorry same mm. day of the week so it's this this should be out on the 4th um, and yeah. then that'll be out on the 11th just to preview it and then we, we will release an episode between um, group rounds mm-hmm. so yeah, sort of between the works, first yeah. week of rounds and the second week of rounds uh, at, at some point <laughs> stay tuned yeah. check our check our socials out yeah, yeah. Um, we're at we're at um, EAFC uh, underscore podcast on Twitter uh, on Facebook it's just everyone's a football critic um, with the the football isn't in brackets because Facebook doesn't allow brackets for some reason so that's ruined all of our branding um, we're, we're, we're available on yeah. whatever your chosen podcasting yeah. provider is yeah and um yeah so if you feel so inclined you know like subscribe to all those podcasting things whatever the option is try and download things um if you want to leave a review that would be great too apparently that helps yeah. I, I don't know how these algorithms work but apparently that is quite <laughs> useful if you engage with something that's usually quite yeah. uh, quite a good way of measuring stuff um also tell a friend if you think someone will be interested yeah. in listening to this uh listen to us ramble on about this stuff uh, hopefully tweet us today. your thoughts Re- oh, reply to the yeah. account let us know like if yeah. you agree with us disagree with us also if you've got any any technical criticisms of how the podcast is we're both quite new to this um, mm. we as far as we can tell we're we're understandable and clear yeah. but if that's not coming through for someone we've got no way of knowing without you telling us um, 100%. any kind of feedback is good feedback we're still learning yeah. we're not going to be offended if you if you drop if someone messages me and says that was crap and really boring I'm not going to be offended I, I want to know how to change that <laughs> yeah. no I, I completely agree that's a really good point actually yeah, if there is any feedback any anything at all if you didn't understand something that uh, I think often we get a, you get, it's quite easy to get caught up in your own thoughts and then you just kind of like ramble a bit but if something isn't explained or clear then that's fine just let us know um yeah tweet at us whether that's privately or just on the account as well that's fine we'll try and we'll we'll reply to any any inquiries i think what i might try and do actually is put up our um our chosen squads as well up onto the twitter account ahead of posting this episode so if you do want to kind of have our squads in front of you when we're doing that or just uh see see what we think so see like come and have a look at that um reply to it tell us what your chosen squads would have been tell us why you think we're stupid and why we should be doing something else and uh, <laughs> why why we love Mr. Waistcoat um, but yeah I, I, I think that's everything yeah perfect thanks right. for listening yeah thank you very much it's been a pleasure Cal